जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी जय गोपी जन वल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी जय गोपी जन वल्लभ जय गिरीवराधारी जय गिरीवराधारी यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यशोदानंदन व्रजन रंजन यमुनातीरावनचारी जय राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Jaya Radha Kala Chanji Radha Kala Chanji Radhe Jaya Jaganata Jaya Jaganata Jaya Baladeva Jaya Subhadra Jaya Gauranitai, Gauranitai, Jaya Gauranitai, Jaya Gauranitai. Jaya Jaya Prabhupada, Prabhupada. Prabhu pa jaya jaya Prabhu pa Nitai Gaur Premanande Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskrityam Naram Chaiva Narottamam Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatojayam Mudirayet Nashta Prayeshu Abadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhavatir Tamashloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtuki Krishna Yavasu Devaya Devaki Nandanayacha Nanda Gopakumaraya Govindaya Namonamaha Reading from Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 1, Chapter 7, Text 56 Vimuchya rasanabhadham Balahatya hataprabham Tejasamani nahinam Shibiran nirayapayat Vimuchya rasanabhadham Balahatya hataprabham Tejasa mani nahinam Shibiram nirayapayat 
Anyone on the Mataji's? Okay. Transliteration. Vimuchya. After releasing him. Rasana Badham. From the bondage of ropes. Bala Hatya. Infanticide. Hataprabham. Loss of bodily luster. Tejasa. Of the strength of Manina, of the jewel, Hinam, being deprived of Shibirat, from the camp, Nirapayat, drove him out. Translation He, Ashwatthama, had already lost his bodily luster due to infanticide, and now, moreover, Having lost the jewel from his head, he even lost even more strength. Thus, he was unbound and driven out of the camp. Purport. Thus, being insulted, the humiliated Ashwatthama was simultaneously killed and not killed by the intelligence of Lord Krishna and Arjuna. I will read the next two verses also. This is the end of the, the chapter. Vapanam dravinana dravinadanam sthana nirapayanam tatha eshahi brahma badhunam vado nyanosti daihika cutting the hair from his head, depriving him of his wealth and driving him from his residence are the prescribed punishments for the relative of a brahmana. There is no injunction for killing the body. Putra Shoka Tura Sarve Pandava Sahakrishnaya Swanam Ratanam Yatkritam Chakrur Niha Nirharanadikam. Thereafter, the sons of Pandu, Draupadi, overwhelmed with grief, performed the proper rituals for the dead bodies of their relatives. Thus end the Bhakti Vedanta purports for the first canto, chapter 7. Chapter 7 of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled The Son of Drona Punished. So, in this uh, end of this chapter, actually in this shloka, what we see is Arjuna in the previous word, uh, actually is uh, confused a little bit because according to our Shastra, a Brahmana should not be killed. He can be punished. But at the same point, what Ashwatthama has done is an abominable act, which is killing of a child. So he has to be punished. So for Ashwatthama, the jewel on his body itself was very valuable, the respect he had. So in, in order to keep Draupadi's uh, promise, which Arjuna gave, and what Krishna suggested, is basically cut off his hair, remove the jewel from Ashwatthama's head. And of course, this luster he already lost, we see... Sometimes in, even in the material universe, some people have 
bodily luster, but that is just external bodily luster. Spiritual people have a different aura present. And that aura itself, as a Brahmana, it is said, then one is able to perform Brahmanical qualities. Uh, doesn't matter it is man or woman. right? When they are connected spiritually, at that point, there is an aspect of aura and effulgence comes. And why it comes is because when one is connected to Lord Sri Krishna, then our Jivatma also connects to Him. And so we get purified. So, but of course, uh, in all this aspect we see that Ashwatthama was humiliated and he is killed not by body. Because as Krishna explains to Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, when Arjuna was bewildered that he was concerned about killing his relatives, the body can only be destroyed. The soul can never be killed. It is always eternally present. So this is the lesson also for all of us that we may be attached to our body, we may be attached to people, but anything in the material universe will have an end. Whatever, whatever has a beginning has an end. But the Jivatma never has an end. So the Jivatma must aspire to go back to Lord Krishna's abode. Now also we see which is an important aspect is uh, the sons of Pandu and Drupadi overwhelmed with grief, perform the proper rituals for the dead bodies of their relatives. Not when I say relatives, because this is towards the end of the Mahabharata war, it is not just for their son, the sons of Drupadi, even a lot of other relatives. We see in even in normal cultures where people mourn for people who have passed away, right? And people have different functions they perform. But in our Shastra, it is very well it is very clearly mentioned in Garuda Puran the kind of activities one should be in a state of mourning we say in the word English but the 13 day period for the passing away of a Jivatma from in this body especially for immediate relatives and this is very important because uh, these are all uh, people may not be in Brahmanical culture may not know but once when it comes to becoming a Vaishnava and Brahmana he has to actually start following this. These are the duties and prescribed regulations for a Brahmana. One cannot just say that, I bo- you know, there are those circumstances where people may not have uh, money or time and circumstance that is okay. But laziness is never accepted in, in our Shastra as an excuse. <laughs> Whether for spiritual progress or for our material or our duties as a Brahmana, Kshatriya, Vaishya, Shudra. Laziness is not accepted. That is an important thing to understand. So, even we see that, uh, if you see the next few verses, they actually, uh, they perform all the Shraddha rites, they go to Gaya, they do all these ceremonies. Even in today, we know that in Gaya, there is a Vishnupada temple, and everyone after one, the one-year ceremony is supposed to go there and do this kind of, uh, if one is possible at least, Right? And one should not absolve uh, these kind of duties. Many people think that we can just get away with this. It is okay for those people who are ignorant, who may not know the knowledge. But when one comes to the platform of a Brahmana or a Vaishnava, he cannot absolve himself from doing this. And laziness is not accepted. Uh, It is very, very clear. If one reads Garuda Purana, one can understand in detail uh, what... Garuda asks, uh, you know, Krishna about what are the things one should do. 
you know, after this, in these ceremonies, right? The ceremony is not about money. It is about debt. As I said, we have three debts. We have debts from devatas. We have dev, uh, debts from rishis, runds, and the debts from the ancestors. Because we are here today because of our generations before. So, the expectation is not actually to get something in return. It is to give as a thanks that because of them we are here. It doesn't matter our karma and how we are born, but because of them we are in this universe. So, it is especially important for especially a son or a daughter to make sure they do not absolve this kind of responsibility, uh, especially. It is, uh, because then the reaction for that will be carried over. One cannot just say that, uh, you know, I just bow down and ask forgiveness. Yeah, if that is the case, everyone can go back to Goloka Vaikuntha today only. But karma doesn't take place like this. So, one has to go through the proper process. Now, the most important thing in all of this is, the body may go, let me also share a little bit, there is a scientific reason behind all of this. You know, why people say, I will not get into too much detail, uh, in the most concise way I will say, you know, everything in the universe has a sound energy, actually. And, you know, even when a Jivatma traverses from Earth to different planets, it takes time to go. Just like you may take a flight to go from here to India or to some other country, to go to every loka, it takes time. And as we know from Shastra that six months equal to half a day and one year equal to one day. So, it is said that the Jivatma who performs more pious activity may go to heavenly planets but eventually come down. He cannot cross Viraja Nadi and go to Goloka Vrindavana or Vaikuntha Loka. He cannot cross that. He may take multiple paths and he may come down. So, that's why it is said those who do pious activities may go to Swargaloka and they stay longer because the best example can give is it takes uh, lesser uh, in relative time. It takes, if uh, one goes there, when you come back, it's passed a lot of time here. Whereas, if one goes to Narakaloka, one has to take birth much more faster because of the amount of ill activities they do. So, uh, this is why it is said that, uh, you know, this kind of act, uh, Jivatmas should aspire to do pious activities and we should help other people become in Sattva Guna. Yes, there will be people in Rajoguna and Tamoguna uh, and that is how karma evolves. But everyone should come to above to Sattva Guna and then above Sattva Guna. Uh, also, if we see, uh, it is very nicely explained actually in uh, in the fourth canto. Uh, it says, Tatrapi, tatrapi moksha evartha atyantikar yeshyate traivargyo arthayato nithyam it says, out of the four principles, namely religion, economic development, sense gratification, liberation, liberation has to be taken seriously. The other three are subject to destruction by stringent law of nature called death. So as we can see, everything in this universe is temporary. And the only thing permanent is the spiritual abode of Sri Krishna. So as Jivatmas, we should aspire to go towards that. As Prabhupada writes in the purport, I'll just read a few lines. Moksha or liberation has to be taken very seriously, even at the sacrifice of other three items. 
as advised by Sutta Goswami in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, religious principles are not based on success in economic development. Because we are very attached to sense gratification, we go to God uh, for some economic reasons. As Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Chaturvidya Bhajante Maam, but everything should be adjusted in such a way that we attain liberation. Therefore, in this word, verse, Prabhupada writes, liberation or moksha is stressed. The other three items are kind of material and subject to destruction. So, even if we accumulate a great bank balance in this life or possess many material things, every will, everything will be finished by death. And foolishly, we are, we are, one should not be afraid of death. One should not be actually afraid of the spiritual process. Because that is why in Vedic culture, children are taught this philosophy of Atato Brahma Jigyasa, Vedanta Sutra is taught from a childhood. The understanding is, is imbibed with them that yes, we live in a material world, we have to do karma, but there is no reason to be afraid of fear. One example is Pralada. Pralada was not attached. He was only attached to Bhagawan's lotus feet. So he was never afraid of death. We are afraid because we are attached to our body. When one is only attached to Lord Krishna, then the fear never comes. Hiranyakashipu or other people are fearful because they are attached to their body. People want to prolong things to do as much as possible. It's okay to be important to sustain one's body, to do service and karma. But overly attached, as is said in Shastra, is not recommended. Because over-attachment means you will... Uh, we know the case of Jada Bharata. You know, Bharata Maharaj, what happened? He became a Maharaj, he became renunciate, and he became attached to the deer. So, being too attached is wrong. But, of course, it is it is not wrong to be attached to, uh, you know, service to devotional... Uh, service to Krishna and other bhaktas and acharyas and Vaishnavas, but understanding that eventually our journey is to go back to him. So, as also uh, uh, he writes, Prabhupada writes, liberation means that after giving this body, one does not have to accept another material body. And that is what is also said, right? Dehavakshane mokshamcha. One cannot obtain mokshanam without quitting this body. Because our body is made of five material elements. And to go back and cross Viraja Nadi, to go to Goloka Vrindavana, is actually not having a material body. is having a spiritual body, Deha. And that is the importance. And that comes by, of course, in order to get to that, one must chant Bhagawan's name, one must associate with Bhagawan, one must associate with his bhaktas, one must, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Nam Nam Akari Bhauda Nijasarva Saktis. He has invested everything in Bhagawan's name. Every glory in his name, the beauty of him is present actually. So, in this actually, it is said that Maharaj Prithu actually meets the four Kumaras. And they are called Sreshta Brahmanas actually. Because the Sanat Kumaras are so realized that even they always keep themselves as, you know, they have, they have with their penance, they are able to keep their body as a child. You know, and because they are continuously focused only in Bhagawans and they are called Shreshta Brahmanas. And that is what is important. Uh, Vaishnava is also a Brahmana because he does everything. So it is not exclusive one or the or. A Brahmana may sometimes may not be that is different. But we should not still look down upon them because without them 
you know, there is so many brahmanas who are present and who still do pious activities. So they are at least doing those which are part of Vedic, uh, you know, Shastra and injunctions. Uh, what is interesting is also, how do we keep this meditation actually? How do you think about Bhagavan? Uh, so in the same thing, in the, in the fourth canto, actually, Lord Shiva uh, sings a song actually to to see uh, Supreme Personality of God at Krishna. And he says, Snigda Pravad Ghanasyamam Sarva Saundarya Sangraham Charva Eta Chaturbahu Sujata Ruchirananam Padma Kosa Palakasham Saksham Sundara Bru Sunasikam Sutvijam Sukapolasyam Sama Karana Vibhushanam the Lord's beauty resembles a dark cloud during the rainy season. As the rainfall glistens, his body features also glisten. Indeed, he is the sum of total of all beauty. The Lord has four arms and exquisitely beautiful flaced with eyes like lotus petals, a beautiful highly raised nose, a mind-attracting smile, a beautiful forehead, and equally beautiful and fully decorated ears. You know, there's a wonderful song which is written by Vallabhacharya, right? Adharam madhuram, vadanam madhuram, nayanam madhuram, hasitam madhuram, hridayam madhuram, gamanam madhuram, madhuradipate rakhilam madhuram. He says his smile is also beautiful. His lips are beautiful. His teeth are beautiful. Everything about him is the emperor of beauty. That's why Krishna is Sarva Karana Karanam, Govinda Madhi Purusham. He is beautiful. So we must meditate on Bhagwan's lotus features. Without that and without chanting his name, we cannot. We may, just like for example, we may live in a family, we remember our loved ones, the same way we should continuously think about Bhagawan and do service unto him. And chant his name. That is the only purification. In fact, uh, as we know in Mahabharata, another thing I would like to share is uh, Bhishma Pitama, he chanted Vishnu Sahasramam. I mean, just imagine for a second how many of us in the time of our death can just compose thousand names of Lord Vishnu like this. We are not even qualified first. <laughs> he has so much devotion to even chant in that bhavam. In fact, he says, uh, one, of, one of the things, right, because of the thousand names, he says, Udbhava Sundaro Sundho Ratna Nabha Sulochana Arko Vajasana Shrungu Jayanto Sarva Vijayi So, for just one word, I'll give you the, the couple of meanings, right, just for one word, Udbhava, he who rose from above samsara, then who has a superior birth? Why superior birth? Because Bhagawan doesn't take birth when we want. He, he descends when he wants for his Bhagavata. Right? He from whom everything originated. Sarva Karana Karanam. He who resides in an exalted place, which is Goloka Vrindavana. Right? And he who created all the exalted gods and goddesses. He is born again and again. Then also... The other, the other word which says is Sundhara. Of course, Krishna is handsome. He was a beautiful conch. So, Bhagwan, of course, also keeps lotus, conch, discuss and gada 
but also in Bhagawan's hands, the mark of a conch, a lotus is present. See, these kind of marks or auspicious marks which are present in every incarnation you see, or you see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's hands and feet, these are auspicious marks which are present. Sometimes, some people may have certain marks, but not everyone will have every mark. And that is the, that is the beauty. So, seeing these marks are worshipable actually. So these are the chins, these are the, the characteristics which show. Then also he says, he, uh, he is exceedingly well regarded and worshipped. He has, uh, uh, the other aspect is Sundha. He presents himself as a very soft person to the Asuras in order to convince them to follow him. He is soft to his devotees. If you see Lord Krishna, even in Mahabharata, he has never raised, yes, Lord Krishna has shown uh, to lift a weapon, a weapon when to go towards Vishmadeva. But even when talking to Duryodhana, Lord Krishna always has a smile. We cannot control ourselves. We are bound by material nature. We are bound by our egos uh, and, you know, our karma and ego. But Bhagawan doesn't have anything. He, he even became the charioteer for Arjuna. So, one can see how Bhagawan for his bhakta is able to take any position. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu te, came as a bhakta himself to experience this and to spread Krishna Prema. So, these are the wonderful things which Bhagawan dis, does to make us come closer to him. Right? So, here also Prabhupada writes, the Lord's beauty is compared to rainfall because when the rain falls in the rainy season, it becomes more, it becomes more and more pleasing. Right? So, the, 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 the Lord's bodily features are compared to the clouds. And of course, just like you know, when we see rain fall, the same way, looking at Bhagawan's feet and water falling on him, the Ganges flowing through him, should also help us attract to his lotus feet. The same feet which is washed by all other Bhagavatas from the topmost planet to everywhere, we should also aspire to wash his feet and only focus on his feet. And that is the most important thing. And also we should aspire to, you know, have an aspiration of a guru and get instruction. The most important thing is uh, attachment to, as we say, attachment to lotus feet of spiritual master is important. Same way we should also be attached to lotus feet of Krishna because the, the, the spiritual master will directly make sure that we are always attached to the lotus feet of Krishna. So that is very important. And serving him and always being in remembrance is, all, is always make us not deviate. Yes, uh, many times it is, it is part of a karma and material universe that we may get distracted. But it is okay as, as written in the purport. It is important to have, you have duty to work, uh, maintain a profession, maintain your health, maintain your family. They are all important. But the most important thing is to maintain our focus to lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna. Without that, everything is sunyam. You, I mean, it can continue on, but then it will, it will go to the same cycle of birth and death. Now, and, and, and that is why it is said, that for those who are also living in Brahmanical culture or even as Vaishnavas, we must not absolve ourselves from those, uh, you know, rituals or practices which are supposed to be done when a close relative passes away. Because 
the collective karma of that, how it comes, we don't know. <laughs> the future generations may have to bear. That is also important. It is said in Shastra, we don't want to get into the detail here, but it is said. It is, it is, so absolves the responsibilities which are not done by us. The reaction of that will go to the next generation. And that is how Manu has written. Manu, Manu Smriti is written, laws of Manu are given. Uh, of course, uh, here, I will just read a little bit more. Lord Shiva's prayer, he says, Triti Prahashitapangam Alakai Rupa Shobitham Lasat Pankajakin Jalka Dukhalam Mrishtakundalam Spurat Kirita Valaya Haranupura Mekhalam Sanka Chakra Gada Padma Malamani Utama Riddhimat The Lord is super excellently beautiful on account of his open and merciful smile and his sidelong glance upon his devotees. His black hair is curly and his garments waving in the wind appear like flying saffron pollen from lotus flowers. His glistering earrings, shining helmet, bangles, garland, ankle bells, waist belt and various other bodily ornaments combined with conch shell, disc, club and lotus flower to increase the natural beauty of the Kaustaba pearl present on his chest. Actually, the, the pitam, the, the color of what Bhagwan wears, the vastram, is supposed to be yellow mixed with saffron. Actually, that is the color. <laughs> what we say, you know, the golden color we say, it is, you know, saffron flower, if you see, it has the, the orange kind of goldenish tinge. That mixed with yellow, that is the color of what the vastram which Bhagwan wears actually. Uh, the word Prahasita Panga, referring to Krishna's smile and sidelong glances his devotees, specifically applies to his dealings with the gopis. Krishna is always in a joking mode when he increases the feelings of rasa in the hearts of gopis. The conch shell, club, disc and lotus flower can either be held in either hands and these are the pa- and some signs which are shown, which show the beautiful marks on either Srimati Radharani we see the feet of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, there are different aspects which are shown. And even in astrology and palmistry, there are certain signs which are attributed with people who do pious activities and they are born with those signs. But what is important is not to be born just with those signs, is also to continue forward. <laughs> even for us, as Vaishnavas, we can have all the uh, Shastras given to us, Upanishads, Vedas, Puranas and spiritual masters, but no practice is not going to lead us anywhere. We'll, we, when, when I say not lead us anywhere, the human life is valuable. So as Krishna says, if you stop where you come today, next birth you will come back again and start wherever is there. So the intelligent man is the one who decides that punar janmana vidyate. This should be the last. That should be. That is why again. Uh, it is so nicely said in this. It is repeated many times in, in different places in the Bhagavatam and Upanishads too. That's why it is said, right? Out of four principles, liberation should be taken very seriously. It is not something uh, which should be taken, uh, you know, very lightly. It is something which we should always aspire to surrender, always to do devotional service. If you have a spiritual master, we work with them, we talk to them, we get instruction. But in the end of the day, it is our own sincerity and effort we have to put. 
Our love is what Krishna wants. One can offer patram, pushpam, phalam, toyam. You can buy a simple flower. You can pluck a flower if you don't have money. There are multiple opportunities. Even you can offer by your heart if one doesn't have. Bhagwan is not expecting opulence. He just wants your love. So, the love is what he wants. And he wants us to come back to him. And that is why uh, he is taking all these avatarams in different yugas and coming to come take us back to him. So, uh, I will just end today's class. If there is any thoughts, comments or questions people want to ask or pass. Okay. Vindraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki Oh, so yes, Prabhuji, sorry. I didn't see. You said that, the verse said that we have to take liberation very seriously. Yes. In the Dhammadarasika, it's mentioned that I don't pray for liberation or any other boon. Right. Varam deha moksham na moksham vadim va. Yes, that is, a, that is a shlokam. See, that is... That is talked in a colloquial sense. What is called liberation is crossing Virajanadi by Shastra. That, that aspect, what, what you are saying, Prabhuji, is about I don't desire liberation. Technically, liberation is getting out of material universe. Technically, it is. Uh, none of, because our body is going to decay. This body will end one day. There is nothing. Uh, the aspect of saying, I don't ever want... See, people think of... There is the general sense of people who think that liberation means that you just go somewhere and sit. Uh, there, is a, there is a saying in today's world, say, the soul rests in peace. This is not according to Shastra. Shastra never say... Yes, Om Shanti is there, correct. Shanti is peace is important. But as we have seen in Shastra, Jivatma cannot be in a, uh, uh, what is the word, uh, in an inactive, in an inactive state. It cannot be like that. So, the aspect is, if we stay here, we have to get out of this body. So, to pray saying that, Varam Deha Moksham Na Moksham Vadimva, that is a higher state of uh, someone who is a Nitya Siddha or Nitya Suri. They have that ability to think, I don't want anything else. Only thing I want is idam te vapurnata gopala balam. My drishyam should always be 24-7, only seeing you as a child. But are we able to do that today, 24-7? No, we have to eat. In spiritual universe, the, 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 the eating aspect is only there to sustain, you know, the leela which we, we are present there. So, that is why it is even even it is said that that is why I think I read in the purport too that deha uh, vasane moksham cha. It means moksham can only be attained after after one quits one's body. But the aspect of what that to understand people saying is that is those people think that we get liberated and we stay somewhere and do nothing. No, one cannot go to Vaikuntha Loka and Goloka Vaikuntha and sit there and enjoy himself. You know, it is like, uh, you will be the odd man out. You are not, you, are, you will not get entry only, Prabhuji. 
So it is it is an incorrect understanding where people say moksha means we sit there. Those who uh, meditate on the impersonal Brahman, they stay in the Brahmachoti, but they do not cross inside the Brahmachoti and go into the after the Virajanadi. They cannot. They will be stopped. So, so Prabhuji, to answer your question, that's a very good question which people confuse. Liberation means staying somewhere and doing nothing. So, Prabhuji, uh, is it audible? So, yeah, point is taken definitely, Prabhu, but I mean, from our Vaishnava, uh, Gaudiya Vaishnava uh, perspective, you know, we are taught that yes, it is important to have desire for liberation, but at some point of time, if you understand, you know, that 1.2.6 Srimad Bhagavatam, that eventually, when we go deep into devotional service, we have to let go of the desire for liberation, you know, only absorbed in service and the desire for service, not yeah. desire for liberation. Right, but that is right, Prabhuji, but see, to come to that stage, one cannot have material lust. One can, one cannot have material, if, if you have lust, it, the, the point is this, karma, karma is, you are right, that aspect, Prabhuji, is coming to a different level. You are right, I, I don't, decide. yes, one should only think of service for Bhagawan, because, at that point, it is like whether my sustenance is there or no, whether people around are there are happy or no, whether I get pain also, I take it as a pleasure. Then at that point, you don't worry whether you are liberated or no. As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, Asli Seva Padaratam, whenever I stay here, I am I am thinking of you in that abode, Prabhuji. So you are right in that way, but one has to get to that stage. You are right. That is what our aspiration we have yes, been but, taught by our acharya to aspire. But te- yes, but technically you are right. All, all our songs of the Vaishnava acharyas are for, for that, you know, basically. So, so you absorb see, No, you are right, but that's why I said Bhagavatam is not contradicting. They never contradict. Many people think Veda Shastra contradict. They do not. And if you see, this is, that's why I read Prabhupada's purport. Prabhupada said it very clearly. If you know, this is Prabhupada's purport where he says one must aspire. Yes, I know. Other purports where Prabhupada also says one should not have any desire for liberation also. You know? Right, but <laughs> yes, I, I know that. But there is a tec- there is a difference between bhavam and there is a difference between technicality. There is a two difference. Technically, we use the word technically, but you can go to still Satyaloka. You can do as much penance you want. If you want to cross, you have to cross Viraja Nadi to go into his abode. Otherwise, one will come back. You, you can do how much you want, any penance you want. That's it. That, that cannot be changed. So, you are right. But the thing is this, when one comes to that, that's why I said, Prabhuji said, when one comes to the stage and even here, you don't worry about your body is there or no. You don't worry about what I get to eat or no. 24-7 I am only thinking. That stage is called, as we say, Aslisya Papadaratam. Even if you reject me, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, even if you reject me, I will be here. That is a very higher state. So, yes, we should aspire to that. But artificially saying we can be there is not there. That's why Chaitanya I will only repeat, that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu keeps on saying Cheto Darpanam Arjanam. Continue chanting. So one question, like follow-up question, Prabhu. Is there a difference between 
being mukta and moksha the word okay the 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 mukta is there's a context you have to understand what is it, when you say the mukta what is the meaning of the context because mukta can be someone can be uh, liberated from this earthly bhuloka but he can go to heavenly planet also i am asking you prabhu what i had in mind was uh, i think rupa goswami's uh, teachings in i think nectar of instruction or somewhere right yeah yes hare dase karmana manasa gira right last vapi abasthasu jivan mukta sa uchyate that is what i was i had in my mind see that's why i said prabhu ji the one has to see the that's why i said this is a technical word you know we feel moksha or liberation one as a jiva we are never independent if you think about it we can never be independent even if we go to serve bhagwan we are always in a servitude mode the 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 false perception of independence comes because of our attachment to our you know body itself so uh, to answer your point that's a good point to bring what rupakoswami says the jivan mukta is one who guess who is kind of attained that state of liberation right or not connected to this anymore but uh, you know there that's why i said it is a technical term you can't in a, in a state of mind one can't say that one can stay here and continue uh, being then prabhu ji why you know then we can say we can aspire to stay here only na we can't that that's why i said that the material body will go away the the word of aspiring that's why i said the aspiration for liberation is not independent from service to krishna it cannot be for those who are confused about the aspect of uh, liberation or service to krishna they are not different from each other so yes prabhupada has sent both ways but as you said prabhu ji that is a different state and technically after you have to cross satyaloka that's it otherwise one will continue back no no i mean there are no because lot of people not you prabhu ji lot of other people they preach that they not i would say non i would say not vaishnava sampradayas i should clarify lot of other people they kind of put the message then one can be in a liberation in here you know that is incorrect that is completely wrong that is absolutely debunked so uh, vaishnava sampradayas do not say that lot of other people say you can be in a meditative state you can achieve peace you can achieve enlightenment yes you can achieve peace you can achieve enlightenment sure but cannot go to that stage and that is why prabhu ji said the purpose of going to spiritual uh, to bhagwan's abode is to do service is to do service is to love him so the jivatma who knows that he doesn't uh, as say prabhupada has said he is not confused whether i go there and i just stay there no he is also hankering for that it is a by product it is a by product that's the best way to put it that is why prabhu ji yes i know both processes have said but it is not to be confused as if you know people say i don't aspire you may not aspire but you will go Hare Krishna thank you for the question and clarifying